everyone. How are you doing today? I hope you're doing well. Welcome to Mondays. Hope you're getting used to that starting your week with us. We used to do Thursdays. Yes. Thursdays, 12 noon. I think you tuned in at I times. I did. I did. And now we're on Mondays. We want you to start your week with us. I'm hearing from you. Thank you for that. Love watching as you're tuning in. Podcasters, hello. Melanie, we've got a great podcast audience. It's wonderful. It's so fun. I always picture you guys two in the morning and you're, some of you in your trucks driving and you're binge podcasting. Keep it up because you're getting the word of God in you. My special guest today, and for the next three shows, well, we'll see. I always tell my guests, hey, I don't know how this will roll. We're going to try to get three shows out of Psalm 40. But this is Melanie James. Folks, Melanie and I started out together. We did. 1985, I arrive in the city. We both started our church, Victory Church, which still there today under Pastors Frank and Paris Bailey. And man, we started, didn't we? It we was did. good. We started those classes we together, did. doctrines, and it was just, it's just been an incredible journey. So I'm so honored to have her with me. This will be taped and I love it. We'll have it forever. But um, Melanie's recently come out of a pit and that's what we're going to be talking about for the next three shows. We're coming out of Psalm 40. David was in a pit, a pit, a tumultuous place, a time when you think, oh my gosh, I, I, I don't know how to come out of this. And truth be told, you won't unless God pulls you out and helps you. I'm talking utter desperation. We're going to go through that. But I just want you to know, um, you're with some specialness right here. <laughs> 38, Eight. 38 years together. And we've been through a time. So we're going to start to dig right into the word if you're okay. good with that, Melanie. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can open your Bible. Some of you do that. Or you, you can't do it on your phone if you're watching live. But you can open your Bible to Psalm 40. We'll stay in verses 1 through 3. So we're going to break that down together. I'm going to start reading. And then we'll go back and forth as, we, as you've seen us do before. But I love, we're coming out of the Amplified. So Psalm 40, 1 through 3. And Kristen will put it on the screen. David said, I waited patiently. You got to watch these words. And expectantly, which means he relied completely, completely. I know you're going to address that in a minute <laughs> on the Lord. Look what God did. He inclined to me. If you look that up in the Hebrew, it literally means he lied down and reached out his arm to get me. I love that. Yes. That's what he does. He's not sitting in some high, he is high and lofted and lifted up, but that's not his posture. Folks, God's posture is to lean into you as much as it takes and says, I got you. He inclined to me, he turned toward me, and he heard my cry for help. If you're out there and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I've been crying to God for help, who has not? Right. Right? This is what David's saying, and God got him. He drew me up out of a horrible pit, a pit of tumult and destruction, out of the miry clay, froth and slime. I love this. He set my feet upon a rock. He steadied my steps. I've needed this. Oh, my gosh, Melanie James, I've needed this so often to steady my steps. 
and he established where I'm going. I needed that. I know we're going to get to this one in a minute. (laughs) He gave me secure footing. Do you need secure footing today? Hang with us. He put a new song in my mouth. Oh my gosh. What song are you singing? She's going to tell you a song she could have been singing. I know the other song too. But when you press in and God's doing this to you, you put a new song in there as he pulls you out of the pit. Praise to our God. And then in show three, I, I hope we get to that. I, many, the Bible says many, many are, many will see, many will watch. And they'll, they'll fear and worship God after they, what they've seen you be able to be pulled out of. And they'll put their trust and their confidence and their reliance on God. Doesn't that sound incredible? Quickly, before I flip again to Melanie, what's the definition of a pit? What's a pit? Says here in our notes, a dark place. Have you been in a pit? No vision. Poorly lit. You can't see your way out. It's hitting you. We'll talk about how you might have gotten in there in a a minute. But for right now, know the definition of a pit. Oh, my gosh, it's dark. Okay? It causes a sense of helplessness and desperation. And there's a threat in there. Like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what to do. So, Melanie James, my dear sister. (laughs) I know the answer, but I want our audience to start listening to this. Have you been in a pit? I have been in a very dark pit. It was a pit that changed my life. It it could have gone either way. But um, there are two things that you can do when you get into that pit. It all requires choice. You know, you can choose to stay there and uh, bemoan your fate, which is bad. Or you can remember everything that you've placed inside of you since you became a Christian. Wow. And I had a pull from that. Wow. And that pit was pretty dark. It changed my whole life. But I didn't stay there. Yeah. So, so Melanie, tell us what happened and how you got into a pit. I was married for 39 years. My husband and I uh, were planning. Um, he, he was planning to retire in, in six weeks. He had a company, and he was closing it down. He was 71. We were, we were going to have the time of our lives. We were building a house. It was in the process. And um, then we planned. We love to travel. We did it every few months. We got got out a lot. (laughs) Every three to four months, we were gone. And then we planned a world cruise four months around the world. Had everything planned way in advance. And then COVID hit. And uh, we did pretty well. It was 2020. And then October of 2020... One day I came home and uh, he says, I don't feel so well. And I said, what is wrong? You know, he seemed fine just a few hours before. And he says, I'm just not myself. And I said, let me take your temperature. Mm -hmm. So I went into nurse mode. She's a nurse. (laughs) Background's nursing. I took his temperature and he had a low-grade fever. And I started adding things up. Someone in his office had COVID. And um, I said, we have to get you tested. So we got him tested. And he... The test didn't come back. We had a hurricane in between. I remember A little minor hurricane. All power was gone in Mattery where we lived. No, uh, ex- the, there was nothing accessible. 
to get results. Couldn't get them. Yeah. So we waited and waited and waited. The doctor, I was on, in touch with the doctor every day. He said, we have to get the results, have to get the results. In the meantime, two more people in his office got it. I see. Praise God, I did not get it. Yeah. I was shielded from it. Yes. So I'm here to tell the story. Yes, so, yes. Um, he was getting progressively worse. And so finally, his doctor told me, take do get a pulse oxygen test his oxygen yes. level. If he get, gets below a certain level, then he has to go in the hospital. The hospital that I used to work in. Oh, my goodness. So oh my goodness. it got to one day he was really just in a pit. Uh -huh. So I took, his I took his temperature and it was climbing. It was 102. Mm -hmm. And then his oxygen level was like 86, 87, which was that cutoff. Mm -hmm. I called his doctor and said, we're going in. Mm -hmm. So we went into the hospital and... Um, um, I didn't think he was going to be in but just a couple of days and come home. So when they said that he would definitely, the test had not come back five days from when he was tested. Can you imagine five, five days, days waiting for this news? Okay. So I see the pit. Right. You're starting to... It was starting to get dug. I was gonna, yeah, <laughs> I mean, for all intents and purposes, yeah. you were starting to, okay. So he goes in, and um, the nurse said, we're going to keep him for a few days. And I said, well, okay. Um, she said, he'll have his phone with him. So when they got back to me, they said that he had not one but two types of pneumonia. And they were going to put him into the ICU that I used to work in. Mercy. Mercy. <laughs> so... Um, uh, it was so fast, and the worst thing, I couldn't see him. We were not allowed That's to true. go in. Remember that, guys? We were couldn't not allowed to go him. in. And I had to, uh, fortunately, I had a very good friend who was a head nurse there, and she was giving me a lot of information. And um, a week into it, they had to put him on a ventilator. Mm -hmm. I really didn't want that to happen, you know, because it's hard to get off a ventilator in the natural. But he got onto the ventilator, and I was in communication with his doctors every day. And the story just kept getting worse. Yeah. And so um, I, a week into the fact that he was there, um, I, nobody knew what was going on at the yeah. time. Nobody was familiar with COVID. It was... Everything was new about it, Absolutely. and I, we're all confused by it. Yeah. And so I said, "So what? What are you? What are you going to do?" And he's painted this very bad picture one week in, and so I said, "You cannot tell me this over the phone. I have to come face to face because I hadn't seen him in over a week." So I go there, and he meets me, and I said, "I have to see him." Well, we have to get permission. I said. <laughs> Okay, so he had somebody, the powers that be, call me. I had favor. I got in within 15 minutes, exactly. and I got to spend an hour with him. But he didn't know I was there because he was on a ventilator. Mm -hmm. So um, every four hours around the clock for the next week, I would call the hospital, and I would get just the worst news. Every time it was something different. In the meantime, I would be on the phone with... <laughs> My armor bearers. Yeah. You were one of yeah, them. I remember. We and so many times I had calls with people just building yes. me yes. and encouraging yes. me and praying with me all over the United States. Yeah. Whether you, you knew the Lord or you didn't know the Lord, I was getting prayer and he was getting a lot of prayer. Mm -hmm. And so um, um, it got to a point where we, he was there for three weeks. And at the three-week mark, you... 
you can be released from what's called the COVID unit and put into a regular ICU where I could be actually with him and I could spend time with him because it was just terrible not being there. Sure. And so um, I was so excited. I got to, they said, well, you know, he doesn't have COVID anymore, but he was very sick. Mm -hmm. so, so many things were starting to happen that were ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Blood clots on the outside of your body. Just so I many things. I remember this. I remember when you would call. Yeah. You would start pressing and pressing in, Pressing yeah. in. I would get into the word. I would just yes, start digging. I just yes, went full throttle ahead. Yes, and I, I couldn't let myself get right. buried down. Right. Because... I had, I had too much to live for. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, this, I was with him for actually 40 years. We were together a year before we got married. So anyway, I just really tried to stay above water. Sure. And I did. And it was hard. But I, I looked at everything I could to encourage me and mm -hmm. to stand on the word and stay positive. It was a very hard time. Yeah. And um, how did you finally then, would you like to share with our audience that, you know, he did pass. How did you then, because you, before we went on air, it's just so neat how she shared how within a certain amount of time, God just lifted her up, which I really did want to say one of those points of how to get out. She, she, you, putting words in her mouth, you've heard, she knew she was going in. I mean, come on. So, Melanie, you knew I can't let it surround me, but right. yet you're human. You're crying. Would you say you cried out? And how about this? How did you know when God got it? How's that? Or took it? Or you see what I'm saying? How do you know when it left Mel? Not Mike, but that thing left Melanie James, and God had it. How did? Can you? Get us through that real quickly on that. It, it comes to a point, well, I, I was still in the pit, and he was in okay. a grave okay. condition, and he was getting ready to be uh, released from the COVID ICU to a regular ICU, okay. and I could be with him. That night was a Thursday night. I was elated for the first time in three weeks that we get could, to be together. Sure. I could monitor what's going on. Sure. And um, I was just so happy. I mm -hmm. said, oh, God, you know, this is a good step. Mm -hmm. It's a really good step. Mm-hmm. And um, to quarter to two in the morning, I get a call from a doctor. I did not expect this call at all. He says, Mrs. James, can you get down here? I said, why? Because he told me who he was and who he was at the hospital. He said, I'm calling about your husband. He's not expected to make it through the shift. It was two o'clock. The shift ends at 6.30, 7 o'clock. I went, I'm shocked by this. Yes. I said, I thought that he was going to be going to the next. Totally caught me by surprise. So I got up. I was stunned. I was getting dressed. I'm only five minutes from the hospital. My brother mm -hmm. lives three houses down, which mm -hmm. is a blessing. And I called him up. I said, I cannot drive. It's mm -hmm. 2 o'clock in the morning. Can you take me? Well, I was waiting outside. Within three minutes, he's, he's out there. there. Mm -hmm. We get to the hospital. I get into the ICU. Melanie. And I sit there and I look at the monitors because mm -hmm. I can kind of read them mm -hmm. still. Mm -hmm. And I can see that he was in trouble. He mm -hmm. was totally on a ventilator. And I could look at his uh, sons and I said, Lord. Yeah, tell us. I mean, if you don't mind. No. Yeah, yeah Lord. If he is not going to run right into your arms. Okay. There. <laughs> yep. Because for 30, uh, I, I got saved. 85, we yeah. were just saying, 
and he didn't become a believer. Yeah. And every time I would go to church, he would I would come home and he'd say, "Well, how was church today?" And uh-huh. I would tell him it was great, but he just didn't make that step. Right. And I always believed and stood. Yes. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be saved, you and your household. I never let go yes, of that. Yes. Because God wants our loved ones saved Absolutely. more than we do. Absolutely. We were created to be with Him. Yes. So I am. Um, so there you are. Four you hours. Okay. Four hours in the ICU. Okay. Having a chat with my, the Lord and my husband. Yeah. And I said, if He's not going to run into your arms, hold off, hold off, right? Let him wake him up right now. Correct, correct. And I waited. And he didn't wake him up. And um, at 6.30, he passed away. And the first thing I did was I looked around and I said, I know you got a plan for this. There's something something good behind all of this suffering. There's got to be something good. And... I just, I thought immediately in the natural, I said, oh, my whole life is going to change. My whole life is going to take a different path now. And, you know, you, you've got all these plans, but then something else happens. But you still stick with God's plan. Yeah, because he's in, he's in you. Right. He's in you, guiding still. Right. The things of the natural change, yeah. but God doesn't change. Yes. And so I got home. I called my brother. I said, come get me now. Mm-hmm. And um, I got in the car, which I don't remember. He said, you didn't say a word. Sure. So we went home, and I was just, I was like in a stupor. I sat there, and I went, I really don't know what to do. But thankfully, I have the most fabulous family. I have four siblings, and they were right Right there. there. Mm -hmm. I mean, right there. What do you need? Let's do. Let's get. They were right there supporting me, holding me up. And I said, what's the first thing I need to do? And so um, that was November 20th, 2020. Our anniversary was December 4th. Thanksgiving was the following week. And I said, you know, it was COVID. I said, I don't want to have a big funeral. You know, I said, I've been through too much. I really don't want to be around anyone but my family. Mm -hmm. So my siblings, me, we decided, I decided on our anniversary, we were going to have a burial. So we buried him. And when the burial was over, um, it was so precious and it was a beautiful day and it was everything I ever could have wanted. So personal and so anointed. My mm-hmm. brother-in-law, mm-hmm. he officiated it and he, he gave honor to my husband because they were very good friends too. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> my brother and his wife, we have two brothers and two sisters. I'm the middle child. One brother says, uh, we'll be back. We'll be right back. Where are they going? We're standing at the gravesite. Where are they going? All of a sudden, they come back with this boom box, this large. No way. And they're playing when the saints go marching no in. Because my husband was an avid Saints fan and a um, one of those season ticket you know holders. And we would, um, he loved the saints so much. And so um, they started playing, which is a godly song when you think yes, about the is. words. Yes, I'll be is. in that number when the saints yes, go marching in. So they got the camera rolling, no. and we started doing the New Orleans things. Uh-uh. Oh, when the saints. <laughs> <laughs> and then when it was over, it became a joyful thing because that's what my family does. Your family does do that. Yeah, we. Yep. There's a lot of joy there in the is, family. Absolutely. So they, we let go of the balloons. Come on. It's all on, you know, we have it all recorded. Yes. And, and I said, 
Bye, yes. Mikey. Before, I love this. Before we close out show number one on this, I want you to share, if you don't mind, Melanie, so even during that moment, because we're talking about a pitch, show number two, we're, gonna, we're going to engage you on how you might have gotten into your pit. She had no choice. No. You would say, which is one of these things we're going to talk about in a minute, she didn't slip in. She didn't do it on her own. She was kind of, it, it was what had happened. She found herself in a pit. We're going to do that in show number two. Melanie, when the balloons went, families bringing the boom box. I love your family. When all that went down, where, if you can think back, because I'm trying to show how God really met you, because you had said, don't take them unless. Tell I me. held him to his word. Okay. Acts 16, 31. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be saved, you and your household. I know your body will decay. Correct. But your spirit is still very much alive when you're in that right. kind of state. You held on to that. I just believed he was right. having an encounter with God. And so tell us briefly, as we're going to close out show number one, how do you know something happened where you knew he made it? <laughs> tell us that. Okay. So we had the funeral. Yes. And uh, on our anniversary. And then the next day, my brother with the balloons yes, and the yes. boombox, he yeah. said, I'm going to help you sell his car because I need to sell his car. Okay. So he, he went to go sell his car. We took off for about three hours. And when we came back, let me back up. So before my brother came, I was talking to the Lord. I said, you know, I said, I'm going to be honest with you, Lord. And I have to be honest because you know what I'm thinking anyway. I said, but I just need to know he made it. I just need that confirmation because it's so on my heart for 35 years. Hang with me a minute. This is critical. You know what I love about this? She talks to God like she knows him. <laughs> he's my daddy. He's, he's our daddy. If you're yeah. out there and you say, I want to know, I want to know, cry out. She's sitting there saying, God, I got to know. I just got to know. So I just want you to know that. Okay, keep going. So the next day, which was December 5th, I'm looking out of the back window. It was a beautiful day. And I said, you know, Lord, I just, I said, I just need to know. Can I just see? I had no idea the significance of this story. I said, I need to know if you could just show me a cardinal. Didn't know anything about cardinals. I said, just show me a cardinal, like a fleece. Sure. Just to let me know. Sure. I just need to know. And so um, we went off. We came back. I turned on my computer. Come on. And <laughs> I get an email from his, one of his very best friends, one of the last people he spoke to before he went in the hospital. They have two daughters, and we knew those kids when they were babies, and now they're parents themselves. Very yeah. long time, over 40 years. Yeah. And very close with them. We would go visit them in New Hampshire. Wow. So we would go every other year. And even when the kids weren't in college, if Mr. Mike and Miss Melanie were in town, they would come in town and sit there and just be with us because we yes. had so much fun. Yes. So I opened the computer. I asked for a sign. That's right. That's right. And all of a sudden, I see this picture. And Come I on. said, am I seeing things correctly? And she wrote this little note, Miss Melanie. Come on. She said, I know today it must be difficult, but I thought I would send you something that would heal your heart. It was a picture of a cardinal that landed right out of her kitchen window 
But it was the very time that I was asking the Lord for a son. It was oh, on the email. I didn't know that. Personal God. That was the very, exactly the time that I was asking. And I went, all of a sudden, I said, I just felt myself come yes. out of the pit. I went, yes. He made it. Yes. He made it. Oh, I could laugh and cry, laugh and cry. I said, he made it. And I'm throwing the Lord kisses. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. It was so, it was the most important thing to me. It is. It is. And then it is. I, I just felt like life was different. I yeah. was so happy. Yeah. And, and so many times that happened after that. Oh, yeah. I sent her cardinals. I sent her a cardinal yesterday of a cardinal <laughs> in a hat. With a muffler and he's holding a Starbucks. So. <laughs> and you right. wrote back, look at this cool dude. Um, folks, that's how personal God is. If you were in a pit finding helplessness, please replay this. <laughs> what God did for my friend Melanie, he'll do for you. He sees, he hears, he knows. She cried out. But I will say this, if I may, but I don't want you to get, think I'm getting into some works trip. You did hold on to what you knew deep down. There's, yes. You did hold on. Because I'm thinking sometimes when you're in a pit, you can't hold on. We're going to get to that show number two. In her case, she knew to hold on and say, God, God, God. Even after he was gone, I held yes. on. Yes. Until I had that confirmation. See? And then God met her. I just knew God was going to, I just knew he was, he yeah. was going to do it. Yeah, because you even said it in the hospital. I said, I know he's going to do it. I know it. And that was one of three cardinal stories. You want to save it for we'll show number two? For let's, let's join hands. Let's pray for our audience. I hope you have been encouraged by this. Talk about a pit, right? And talk about a father. Makes me want to cry. And I can't cry on camera. Who came through. Amen. So, Father, for our viewing audience, for our listening podcast audience, Father, I, I just would think some have been in pits, or perhaps you're in a pit right now. I've been in pits. My sister's just shared her pit. Father, like you did for my sister, would you right now reach down? You incline, David said, reach down, mm -hmm. grab my brother, grab my sister. Show them, show them. You're right there. You hear, you know, you got it. Amen. And pull them up and out. Father, we thank you. We give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Melanie, you ready to go to show number two? We'll oh, close yeah. this one out. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, folks, listen, we're just getting started. Um, uh, I'm picturing Kristen putting graphics up, but I don't even want to do that this time because I just feel such holy ground. So, look, just tune in. Next Monday for show number two, Solutions with Anna Donahue. Amen.